I'm John Deeks and welcome to the Your Life Choices podcast. At Your Life Choices, we're conscious of how important financial planning is as we get older. And whether you're transitioning to retirement or have retired, it's vital to keep your financial nest egg healthy. But as we get older, there are decisions to be made that will affect the rest of our lives. I don't know about you, but in my youth, I've made my share of silly financial mistakes. But now in my 70s, I can't afford to have any missteps. Age care planning is crucial, and many people are unsure about how to go about it due to its complexity. So on today's podcast, I thought we'd turn to somebody who is passionate about the age care system, and not just through professional experience, but also from personal experience, navigating the age care system for both of his parents. Bill Savellis is an award-winning financial advisor, and I'm sure there'll be something in this podcast interview you can relate to. From Olive Grove Financial Advice, Bill Savellis, welcome and welcome to Your Life Choices. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. Great pleasure. And uh, you've just returned from a family holiday in Greece. I did. I, I, I did the pilgrimage. I went back. My father's from, originally from Greece, from a little island called Lesbos. And I went and visited the, the the village that my father was from, which was quite a great experience, and I enjoyed it very much. Should have done it years ago. And you, did you take your children? Yeah, I've got, I took my wife and my little four-year-old daughter, and uh, my father-in-law also lives in Greece, so we got to, to spend some time with him, and we got to, to travel the the area of Hatiriki, which is uh, on the northern part of Greece, just south from Thessaloniki. And it was a beautiful area, beautiful time of the year to go visit in June. The, it was about 33 degrees and we loved it. Great experience. What a wonderful pilgrimage. I, I've uh, I've been to Greece and I've told many people that uh, my time in Greece was uh, one of the happiest times in my life. It actually did save my sanity at one stage, but that's a, another story for another <laughs> podcast. So <laughs> anyway, you're back on the ground now and uh, helping people out. You actually did help your parents um, through their transition to aged care. Tell us the background of that, Bill. Yeah. Well, I've been a financial planner since the early 2000s, and I've been running my own financial planning practice since 2008. What happened is that my father had uh, was hit by a car walking the dog one day oh, and, uh, and sustained serious head injuries and uh, required care from that point onwards. And that really was what kicked off the whole journey in terms of understanding what entitlements my father was, was uh, due in terms of things like home care packages. And when we were going through that process, I had never been exposed to it prior to that point, and we found it to be quite a challenging process. So that really is what got me started in the whole understanding the whole home care, aged care needs of elderly. And I you know, went through that experience, I learned a lot from it, and then was able to apply it to other clients from that point onwards. It started my passion. In addition to that, my wife is also a speech pathologist, and uh, and she worked a lot with elderly people. And when I first met her, she worked um, exclusively for aged care facilities. And I remember seeing at that time, you know, she used to have this bag that she used to carry when she used to go to work, and it had, "I'm a speech pathologist. What's your superpower?" And and I, I was so motivated by that because I remember at the time there was a lot of criticism for financial advisors, and I remember thinking to myself, "I want to feel as if." Financial advice is a superpower. So I decided to restructure my whole business and focus exclusively on the elderly and focus predominantly on the aged care sector because I think that's where I can do the the greatest good. What's most lacking, do you believe, Bill, when it comes to financial planning with aged care? Uh, What's most lacking? 
Yeah, if you had a if you had a, a magic wand and could fix something, uh, whether you're the uh, the prime minister of Australia or the king of the world, what would it be that you would do? Okay, so I think the the problem that I find with most people who come to me seeking aged care advice is that they leave it very uh, too late in the whole process. You, generally, what happens is that I receive a phone call, usually from the kids. Mum or dad have had a fall. Uh, they right. end up in hospital, yeah. and they're all in a panic, not knowing what to do. So if I if I had a magic wand, what I would do is I'd get people to start preparing for this much earlier in the in the retirement process. Yeah. So generally, people know that they have to deal with retirement planning. They know if they need to get advice when it comes to the point of retirement but they don't appreciate that retirement looks different as you get older and that you need to adjust your plans as you get older. Bill, you've said to me before that there are three stages of retirement. Could you run through those, please? Sure. There are three phases to retirement. There's obviously the early stages of retirement. Generally, what we find, this is the point of retirement where you're transitioning from work to full retirement. And people still are relatively young. They're relatively active. They've got plans about travelling. They've got their retirement planned out. And this is probably the most active part of their retirement. The middle stage is when they start, people start to slow down. They still have got the ability to live independently, but they're probably doing things a little bit slower. And this is where you might want to consider things like home care packages or, or maybe making some renovations to the home to be able to accommodate the fact that they're a little bit slower, need a little bit more support, probably can't climb stairs as easily as you used to. And then there's the point of dealing with you know, the later stages of retirement where you've basically lost your independence and your needs can support in order to maintain your day-to-day living. So they're generally the three phases of retirement and each point of retirement looks very different from a financial point of view and you prob- and you, you should get advice at each of those stages. Uh, you mentioned how emotional it is for when the kids ring you and say, look, mum or dad's had a fall, uh, we don't know what to do, they have to go to aged care. Uh, what are some of the other major hurdles that you come across as a financial advisor when people are at the later stages of their life? Okay. So when I get a phone call from the kids and they're feeling pretty stressed out, they're not sure what to do, there are generally three concerns that people have. The first question that I generally always get asked is, can mum or dad afford to go into aged care? That's generally Mm. the biggest concern. Right. The second is, what does this mean for their Centrelink age pension? This is a form of income that they've relied on most of their retirement. And does, they, does going into aged care mean that they're going to, to lose that? What does it all mean? And the third thing is mum and dad have worked their whole life to accumulate whatever assets they have. What does this mean for their assets going forward? Is this, are all their assets going to disappear in fees when it comes to aged care? Are they going to have anything to pass on to the next generation? And that's another issue. So they're the three basic concerns that people have. And my job is to help people get an answer to each of those three questions and, and provide a strategy to allow them to make sure that they maximise their financial situation. Earlier in this interview, Bill, you mentioned uh, a time when the financial advisors and banks and the whole financial system was uh, very much under the microscope and for very good reason. I think this is probably a good time to explain to the audience the checks and balances for financial advice in this day and age after all those reviews? Yeah. Look, we've come a long way as a profession and uh, and there's been a lot of legislation that's been passed to ensure that financial advisors provide 
uh, advice that is in the best interest of clients. Some of the legislation that was passed was passed about 10 years ago, which limited the way that financial advisors can be compensated, making it more transparent and ensuring that fees are being paid by clients not being received from product providers. So I think that legislation passed many years ago, which I think the, the benefit of that means that the person who's paying for the advice is receiving the, can rely on the fact that they're receiving the best quality type of advice. Now, specifically with aged care, the way that I operate, I only get remunerated from my clients. So therefore, there is no conflict of interest. And I think because of that, people can trust that they're getting quality advice. I have to ask the question, Bill, is it expensive to go to a financial advisor? Look, I don't think so. One of the, I mean, I receive maybe a dozen calls a week from people who are seeking financial advice. And the first question is how much it's going to be. So when I explain to people what I provide for the fees that I charge, I mean, I find that most people find that that to be quite reasonable. So the process we go through when I speak to people on the phone is obviously I, I get a, a, a very brief understanding of what their situation is. And we talk through what it is that they're looking for. Generally, what people are looking for when they come to me seeking financial advice is not just the the advice, but also helping some help managing the sampling process. And when I explain to people just to get on the phone and speak to someone in Centrelink, you're probably waiting at least an hour before you can get through. And generally that involves uh, a, you know, a number of calls when you go through the process of entering aged care. There's a, there's a process that you have to follow yep. and that process can take anywhere between three to six months to be finalized. So it's not just about providing financial advice, although I can provide just that if people want, but generally the financial plan has to go with someone actually following through with Centrelink so that Centrelink actually executes the plan in the appropriate manner. So when people understand that, and I quote my feed, most people would say, yeah, look, that's very reasonable and happy to proceed on that basis. So, Bill, what's the major take-home from our chat today? Look, I would say that this is a space that's going to change rapidly over the next few years. We've already seen the government indicate that the current system probably isn't working as efficiently as we need it to. There's been some high-profile aged care facilities that have closed down because aged care facilities just aren't making a profit from this whole process. So I suspect that there's going to be a lot of change within this industry over the next few years. What I would suggest to people is to start planning in advance. Don't wait till mum and dad have had a fall or uh, have been hospitalised and the doctor tells you, look, they just can't go home because that puts a lot of pressure on the whole family. It's bad and enough, they, as, got to make them, bad enough yeah. as it is, yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a lot to take care of, and the last thing that generally is the priority is the finances, although it's important to make sure that that gets covered straight away. So I would say to people, get in early, put a plan in place, get the whole family involved so that everyone's on, on board in terms of what needs to happen and when. I think that's how people should best prepare for the eventuality of going into an aged care facility, or even if you don't go into an aged care facility, what happens when you become less mobile and you can't look after yourself? What's the plan? Is it going to be a home care package, package that you consider? How do home care packages work? Who's going to pick up the slack in the family? Because it, it is there is a lot of pressure on family members to, you know, generally what we find is at least one of the children has to take full responsibility for, for making some of the major decisions because it is such a, you know, a demanding role, um, making sure that mum and dad's care is being taken care of. So I would say get in early, make them, make those, have those discussions and make the decisions well before you actually go into a, an, an aged care facility. 
Wise advice. Bill, thank you so much for giving up your time. To explain the financial hurdles in aged care is not easy, but you've, you've been very good and we do thank you for your time. Thank you, John. It's been great being here. Bill Savellis from Olive Grove Financial Advice. And we hope you found this podcast to be of interest and have been of help as well. And until next time, this is John Deeg saying thank you so much for your company.